would be good. Wonderful. Well, good evening to everybody. It's nice to see everyone. And uh, it's just uh, great to be able to encourage one another as, as we come tonight. Uh, let's pray first, and then uh, we'll get on with some of the questions. Father, we thank you for today. We're grateful for every day that you give to us because it's a gift and we recognize that it's it's a sign of your favor and kindness. And whatever we've been through today, we want to be thankful for your provision. And even if today hasn't been great, we thank you that in you, we can receive the comfort and the encouragement and the hope that comes from knowing you because you're an incredible God. I pray that tonight would be uh, an encouragement to us as uh, we hear about the way you've been working in, in Heather's life. And may that be an encouragement to, to look to you um, because that's that's who's the main guest tonight. It's, it's you and the way you are involved in our lives. So we thank you for your kindness again and we bless you, God. Amen. Wonderful. Well, Ian and Heather, thank you for being willing to be grilled tonight. I've just had a change of mind. So all the questions that I've sent you, I've just uh, lost them and I've made some new... No, I'm joking. I'm joking. This is just a, a payback to Ian for being cheeky last week. Um, the, the, the hardest question is probably the first. And it's simply this I, that I wanted to ask you. If you were to describe one another to somebody who doesn't know you, how would you describe each other? How would I describe Ian? Yes. Uh, excellent. Um, <laughs> uh, I wish we could do this in person, but this is this is fantastic um, to be with everyone tonight. Um, but yeah, how would I describe Ian? Um, I think the the most um, common thing that comes to mind and is probably not surprising is that he is a shepherd but he's a shepherd by interest and a shepherd by nature. Um, I think he absolutely loves sheep and I didn't really think anything of sheep before I came to this country and before I met Ian. And uh, now I know way more, way more than I care to know about sheep. Um, and he still tests me about different breeds as we're driving along, which is absolutely ridiculous. Um, and even the girls know a bit more than they should know about sheep to be fair. Um, but yeah, so he's a shepherd by by interest, but he's also just that's who he is. He uh, he cares for people. Um, he he sees people, and he doesn't like anyone being left behind. Um, he yeah is just naturally a um, a carer of others. Um, I would say he also doesn't keep a record of wrongs, which is a real blessing for me. <laughs> um, he uh, he's very quick to forgive and uh, and to forget as well and uh yeah um i would say as well he he likes to make peace um he's a peacemaker in our family and in our relationship um and he is an incredibly loyal friend um if you have ian as a friend you have him for for life he is faithful and he is kind and he is loyal and consistent and dependable sometimes he calls himself a bit dull <laughs> but I think he's just consistent. You know what you're going to get when you're with Ian and it's good. Um, and he has a really dry sense of humor, which I know most of you are familiar with as well. Um, and strangely, I actually find him quite funny. And, uh, and that's good. 10 years into marriage, he can still make me laugh with the same jokes. So that's good. <laughs> so that's, uh, they are, that's they are the same jokes. <laughs> Um, no, nothing new yeah and he really enjoys cricket even though after five days there can be a draw and there's no winners and I don't understand how you can waste your time watching it no I'm just kidding um, but he really does enjoy enjoy watching it um, and it's something that I've grown to love um, or grown to appreciate let's say um, about him and also the game of cricket itself um, but still very confused that after five days, you can still have a draw. Unbelievable. Yep. That sounds good. Wow. Now, now, wow. You're, <laughs> you're speechless now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wrote that clearly. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> um, there's another, a whole other side. Um, 
Yeah, for for Heather, um, I would say um, Heather's just um, wonderfully secure, which, which is something I um, just really appreciate. So I like that. Um, just think that she often is doing things for for other people, uh, spends her life serving um, the family and then um, friends and and the, the work here at Cape and Ray and uh, is never interested in whether that's recognised or not. And I um, really appreciate that, just mm. coming from a place of um, wanting to do it rather mm. than needing to do it or having to do it or having to be recognised. Mm. Um, so just, I think that probably one thing I would say is Heather's just very secure um, very competent. She's, <clears throat> I think she's probably better uh, than me at, at pretty much everything. Um, she would, uh, she would, she would like to be a mechanic, a mechanic or a baker. They're the two things that she uh, would enjoy, um, and I, I can do neither of those things. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and she's just uh, a fantastic mother to the, to our children and mm. and uh, and wife. Um, yeah, so um, just secure and competent, and uh, and very funny. Mm. It's you're right about. Uh, I always wondered about the football. Who's the better footballer? It's uh, it's it's difficult to tell, really. Oh, there's no there's no <laughs> no no competition there. There is a good deal better than me at that as well. No, that's great, and it's just wonderful to. Uh, not just the trivia and the curiosity of trying to find more about you, but just to, to see your relationship, which is which is very obvious and very visible. But even just in the the, the way you guys describe each other, uh, it, it's just beautiful to see the relationship uh, that, that is there between the two of you. I'm curious about your journeys of faith, because obviously you're coming from, and that's only you know, becoming very clear uh, from Ian's preaching, you know, different backgrounds. So if you heard some sermons from Ian, that the backgrounds are coming into it. And just curious about your journeys of faith and how God has been leading you so far. Yeah, <clears throat> well, I um, probably have given quite a bit away over the last two or three years in, in, in different messages. But um, yeah, so I... I uh, I'm very, very grateful to have grown up in a, in a Christian home. Um, so um, with my, my mum and dad, my two brothers, um, going to High Bentham Methodist Chapel twice on a Sunday um, for, for as, as long as I can remember. And, uh, and, and so that I really um, encountered the Lord um, early on. I would um, say I, I prayed with my mum when I was four. Clearly, I didn't understand everything. Um, but I, I did understand that I needed to be saved, and uh, and I'd say that's where things began. Um, and uh, and I would say my my family were probably the biggest um, biggest factor there in that in, in in growing up and understanding more and more of, of the Lord Jesus. Mm. Um, and, um, and and it was just been a, a gradual progression really of learning as you encounter different things in life, different challenges. Um, setbacks as well as joys um, and, um, and and the Lord carrying you through some of those and giving new opportunities so it's been a gradual progression hmm. um, certainly coming to Cape and Ray when I was 21 um, I'd finished university um, and then I came to Cape and Ray that was another um, fairly significant moment um, both as a student just uh, really enjoying the teaching uh, loving it actually just really loving it and then as a, as a staff member, getting to, to learn and live that out by serving. Um, so, um, yeah, the, the, it's, not a, it's not a story of, of um, lots of dramatic moments, but of a consistent and faithful God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, similarly to Ian, I was um, privileged to grow up in a family uh, who loved God and who followed Jesus well and demonstrated that in our home and just the way that they taught us and loved us and served us. Um, grew up going to a Baptist church in Toronto, Canada. And uh, there was rarely a Sunday that we weren't at church. And um, yeah, my parents did a very good job of, of um, teaching us about God and his character. And um, yeah, growing up, 
I I felt like I um yeah saw saw what it was to to follow Jesus through my parents through their love and their um their character I um uh, was also four almost five when I asked my friend in Sunday school if she uh had asked Jesus to be our savior. It was Easter Sunday morning and I can still remember it. And I have quite a bad memory, but I remember sitting mm-hmm. in the basement of our church mm-hmm. back in Toronto and, uh, and asking at that time, it was the pastor's daughter. And I said, do you have Jesus as your savior? And she said, of course I do. Don't you? And she would have only been five too. <laughs> um, but I can remember that moment of thinking, no, I don't. And I can remember praying with a, the Sunday school teacher um, and yeah, I just think that that verse that Jesus calls the, the little children to himself and uh, obviously didn't understand all the ins and outs of that. But I, I can remember that moment and uh, being very thankful that at that age, um, yeah, the, the Holy Spirit um, dwells within me. And, uh, and just, yeah, it's been um, a very, um, a very lovely journey um, since then, I would say. Um, I, uh, I have, a, an older brother and an older sister who, um, I admire and look up to greatly who are also walking with the Lord. Mm. And, uh, I was homeschooled growing up and, uh, and then I came uh, to Cape and Wright when I was 18 after I'd finished high school and just absolutely loved it. Mm. Um, I had never read the Bible in its entirety and at Cape and Wright they um, encourage you to do that from, from the beginning to the end. Mm. And I was just amazed at the God that mm. I uh, discovered when I was five and mm. uh, got to, to know as I grew. And uh, I was just absolutely amazed at his, his holiness and his wonder mm. and his, his closeness to us through Jesus. Mm. And, um, and obviously also got to meet Ian who demonstrated that really well as well. Um, yeah, I would say the Lord, yeah, the Lord's just been good to me. And I would say through mm. his word has just shown me that I don't need to compare myself to others, that mm. I am his. He belongs to me and I belong to him. Mm. And, uh, and that is always a continual journey, um, not to, to look to others, but to follow him mm. and to mm. walk closely with him and to follow his footsteps. Mm. And um, yeah. I, uh, I'm thankful that I'm with a husband who does that as well. And mm. the journey continues. Mm. And you, you know, we're continually embarking in new chapters in, in this journey of faith. Uh, often in magazines, you know, when celebrities are being asked a question, they, they get asked a question along the lines of people may not know this, but you are, and they will tell us um, uh, sometimes a quite a surprising unknown fact about them. I wonder what that would be if you can give us one each that might surprise us. <laughs> um, you might not know this, but I love knitting. That's a bit random, but absolutely loved it. My grandma was a knitter and uh we would sit and knit together. And um, so I really love, I feel sometimes quite old, <laughs> but I love to sit with a cup of tea and a fire and a warm blanket and knit. <laughs> so that would be a lovely Friday night for me. <laughs> it's just a sort of extreme couple that we are. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I equally have something, you know, <laughs> equally wonderful. Um, I'm not sure. I, 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 who knows? But I suspect I'm a little bit of an open book, really. I think I've um, sort of shared fair, quite a lot over the over the last few years. So I'm not sure that there's much many surprises. Um, but I do like um, <laughs> I do like statistics. So I enjoy uh, I enjoy cricket. One of the reasons is the stats, and likewise in in other sports as well. So I, I do. Um, I know, I know I know who all the top twenty Premier League goal scorers are of all time, and wow. Harry Kane's getting his fiftieth cap tonight, having scored thirty-two England goals. That, that sort wow. of nonsense. Um, <laughs> and there's a reason you don't share that normally. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess uh, you probably should be fairly decent at fantasy football. No, I'm rubbish. 
My, maybe I should give you the nickname Stato, you know, just, uh, yeah. <laughs> I enjoy stats, that. but I'm not very good at using them. Heather, I'll tell you what, it wasn't surprising the knitting. What was surprising is just how many of the students, male students, I'm, I'm being terribly, you know, stereotyping <laughs> here, but how many of the male students were knitters? That surprised me. Mm. So, but it looks very relaxing. Um, actually, it's probably all par with cricket, isn't it? You know, looks a, a little bit dull, but the people that enjoy it, it's like watching golf as well. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll better, I'll, I'll better it's stop because I'm, I'm, I'm digging. for knitting at the end, don't you? Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. That's that's very productive. <laughs> Listen, tell me about who has been inspiring you. Maybe um, uh, we talked about a journey of faith, but maybe in your younger days, who has been inspiring you? Uh, growing up, my, my grandma moved into our home when I was eight months old, and uh, my mom's mom. And uh, my mom grew up in the Caribbean in St. Vincent, um, and then moved to Barbados when she was, I think she was 11 or 12, and then moved to Canada when she was 19. Um, and my grandma's upbringing, my mom's upbringing was um, lovely, but also quite challenging. And so at a, a young age, her parents got divorced. Um, and that left my grandma with four children to raise on her own, having just um, mm -hmm. buried her three-year-old daughter. And uh, mm -hmm. my grandma was absolutely incredible. She just mm -hmm. got on with it and uh, she started baking and she baked and she went around on a bike in the islands and sold it to grocery stores uh, just to get some money to put food on the table mm -hmm. for her family. And, uh, and did that faithfully. And uh, she didn't trust banks. <laughs> and so she would keep the money in socks and in mattresses and like just absolutely hilarious. And so when she bought her first house, it was with cash from like various hiding wow. places. Um, uh, when she, when I was, yes, yeah, so when I was eight months old, she moved um, from the islands to Toronto, which was a big change for her. I moved into our house. Um, and being the youngest, uh, she just kind of took me under her wings. So she, she was the one that kind of fed me and walked me and, um, yeah, was really incredibly influential in mm. who I am today. Mm. And her faith was very, very simple. Um, she knew she needed Jesus. She knew she couldn't mm. do it on her own. And uh, she wasn't um, overly keen on theological discussions, but she just loved mm. that she was saved and that it was mm. Jesus who saved her. Mm. Um, and so spending time with somebody who could have been incredibly bitter um, and mm -hmm. probably dwelling a lot in the past for things that have happened to her, she just emanated joy and mm. life and freedom from all of that to those around her and anyone who met her you'd walk away laughing and smiling. And, um, and I'm very thankful as I look back, I think she had the most significant in shaping the person that I am today when it comes to, to faith in Jesus and who I am as a person. Mm. What was her name? Grandma Jean. Mm. She sounds like she would have been an amazing person to meet, so. Well, you yeah. will, you will get yeah. to meet her, absolutely. That'd, yeah, she that'd was, be good. <laughs> What about you, Ian? Um, yeah, would be would be family for me as as well. Mm. Um, um, certainly my parents. Mm. Um, I think um, my mum's quite a quiet quiet person. Um, certainly not not into public um, appearances. Um, but in the in the in the home, she was um, certainly. Um, more than equally responsible for setting the spiritual temperature and um, having them um, having them um, making sure that the three boys were, we, we prayed that we read uh, read together and, and somehow it was if this doesn't sound strange not in a religious way it just was mm. in a in a very real mm. and, and sort of dependent way and um, parents were quite open with us from the beginning about um, the realities of life and um, and we would we would pray into what was happening and i think that was that so so my mum and dad certainly um and and also my 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 granddad not quite as dramatically as as heather but mm. i would see a lot of my granddad growing up in the mm. certainly in my, my formative years as well mm. and um yeah he uh yeah in his 
in his in his example in, in, and also quite overtly telling stories of mm. <laughs> God's faithfulness in, in the past and 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 he was the one who also started um introducing mm. me to preaching which I think I've mentioned mm. so he was very keen that mm. um, young young men took up took on preaching mm-hmm. and he was a big influence there mm. so I mean it would be there's of course lots of influences that that make us who mm. we are um but but those would be some significant ones mm. that sounds great your granddad I remember when I got to meet him uh, thankfully before he passed away and we would just drive along these roads um around Bentham and various places and he would have stories of where he mm-hmm. walked and mm-hmm. what chapel gathering was this and mm-hmm. oh, I preached here it didn't matter how far we drove there was always mm-hmm. a story mm-hmm. um and he was always walking uphill wasn't he there was a <laughs> wherever he was walking it was always uphill um but when he gave us some marriage advice he said be quick to forgive mm-hmm. and uh, and I feel like Ian definitely has put that into practice mm-hmm. granddad Rob Both. Mm-hmm. wonderful wonderful listen a fun question um Let's assume that right now, let's assume there's no COVID, no nothing, and you could take a holiday and money was not an issue. You would receive an, an unlimited amount of money and you could have an option to go on holiday. And I'll give you two just to make it easier. You can either go with the kids or you can go on your own. Where would you go and why? Uh, Canada. Is <laughs> <laughs> um, that a joint decision? Ooh. I'm joking. Does it have to be together. <laughs> um I Canada is vast um absolutely vast so I grew up in a big city in Toronto for our honeymoon we went to the east coast of Canada um and we've been to briefly out to the west of Canada we have not seen it properly Mm. and that has been a dream of mine is to go on the train across Canada maybe skip Mm. over some of the prairies Mm -hmm. um and just dwell in the Rockies and beside lakes and with some moose um and that would be that would be a real dream and if the kids had to come that would be fine too do a bit of of camping and hiking and that would just be a real dream I think if money was no object, we wouldn't be camping. <laughs> I, uh, I'm not not a fan of camping, I have to say. Really? I think camping in England in the rain is very different, though. Um, yeah. We used to go to Keswick sometimes to the uh, and camp um, for the convention, and that has put me off camping for, forever. <laughs> it's wet and cold events. Um, yeah, I... Yeah, I would enjoy that. I, I think, um, without sounding cheesy and a bit sad, I think I would. It wouldn't be a holiday if we weren't all together. I don't think, mm-hmm. even if it was mm-hmm. um, higher stress and more difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the Rockies sound great. I would. I'd quite quite like to go um, to Germany. We've had so many German students mm-hmm. and um, made quite a lot of friends. I would love to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, they talk about Germany a lot, don't they? We, I would love to mm. maybe spend a bit of time there. Mm. Yeah, they both sound doable. So who knows? <laughs> could 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 be coming. Um, what are your ministry passions, um, each of you? What, what are you passionate about in terms of um, where, where do you feel most encouraged in terms of serving God? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's a good question. That um, perhaps not an easy one to answer. Um, I think what I've um, what I've really loved um, at my time at Caperay is getting to um, is getting to see what God is doing in other people's lives, and um, that's just felt like a, a real privilege and a real honour. And uh, I really enjoy um, at Caperay. There's um, there's a little loop through the grounds and takes about probably 25 minutes, half an hour. And I, I really enjoy walking um, with the students, just one-on-one getting to ask questions and hear a bit of what God's doing in, in their lives. And then, um, you know, God has been very gracious and kind as, as, as the term goes on, getting to do that maybe weekly or, and just um, maybe sometimes in his grace, God uses is me to ask questions or, um, or, or to work through some things with people. But I, I love that sense that people are growing um, 
people are, are thriving if that's not a strange word to use um just really enjoy um seeing people discover the lord jesus and and grow in him and that that can be in in valleys as well as mountain tops i think there's um there's much to be gained in every season um, but I always always just feel a sense of privilege that people would be willing to talk and share so openly. And and, and it just reminds me of, of the fact that we're a body that, you know, it's it's not it's not um we listen to one person at the front and then and then we all go and do it. But there's a there's there's everyone has a gift and a has our gifts and, and a, a temperament and a personality and we sort of need each other. And um, so I really, really enjoy that that side of um, seeing God at work in, in in people's lives and and how everyone's how you, how as He works in different people's lives, how that comes together to also work in a group and a community. Um, I find that very exciting. Um, I do enjoy I do enjoy preaching as well, but um, um, that's harder to qualify because. Um, somebody else needs to enjoy it as well or <laughs> or else want to a loser but um uh yeah so i i enjoy those things mm. yeah i think similarly i i just love being one one on one with people um i'm not uh, a huge group person and mm. uh, and i remember coming to cape and ray thinking that i was suddenly going to be like the center of attention and I was going to be the funny one like my siblings and uh, and the Lord showed me that he had made me differently this is when, you were when I was a student here at Cape and Ray yeah mm. and um and I I've come to appreciate that rather than uh, be frustrated by it mm. and and I just love uh sitting <laughs> with a cup of tea and and chatting to somebody and um getting to share what Jesus is doing in my life mm. and and hearing vice versa what's what's going on in their lives whether they know Jesus yet or, or otherwise. And, um, mm. and I think, you know, thinking about CFM, we've been at Cape and Ray for 10 years, you for 15. And mm. um, we've, I've had to get used to people coming and going a lot. Mm. And uh, that's been a real, um, a gift to be able to meet so many people. Mm -hmm. um, but I remember certainly early on, I remember just weeping after after the the coach would leave i could hear it and it was just like heartbreaking that all these people mm. you spent time getting to know mm. were being scattered across the, the earth again and um uh, i'm looking forward to a change in that mm. um and hopefully getting to to walk alongside of people for a little bit longer than mm. six months mm. um mm. Yeah. yeah and i also i i've always loved music Mm -hmm. I'm really thankful that the Lord um, created music and mm. uh, and allows us to express ourselves through that and to worship mm. him through that. Mm. It's been a way that God has um, yeah, showed himself to me and encouraged me in, in many, many ways. And so mm. it's a, a real joy to be able to do that as well. And I've had opportunity at Cape and Ray to do that and and just singing in my own kitchen. Mm. I, think, I think as well, one thing Heather's particularly good at is um, she's she's got this really wonderful ability to say things that are strong and truthful in a sort of friendly and non-offensive way. <laughs> I hope I've said that nicely, but but just genuinely to be able to say things that are mm. because sometimes what is true and what needs to be said, there's a way to say it. Mm. I think one of Heather's um, gifts is is a good way of, of being able to mm. um, challenge, but in a way that's mm. um, winsome and helpful rather than condemning mm. or, criti or critical mm. so uh, i've got to see that more and more and, uh, i think that's a lovely thing mm. great i'm sort of channeling a question on behalf of other people who have kind of um asked me <laughs> um and Obviously, we're incredibly excited about you guys starting this new chapter that involves us and um, serving with us. Um, one of the questions that people had on their mind was, you know, why why CFM and why no now? And the question behind the question was, you know, how 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 has God been 
leading you to to get to this um, place in your in your journey. Hmm. Um, I'll answer the first part of that is YCFM. Hmm. Ian can answer the second. Hmm. Um, YCFM. So uh, when we <laughs> first, when I first started working at Cape and Ray, we had Sunday morning services <clears throat> as well as Sunday evening services for the students. And so we were responsible for organizing those. And so we were we were kind of here full time and weren't involved mm. in a local church per se, though you did speaking um, occasionally around. When Abby was born, which was in 2013, we, we always knew we wanted to be connected to a local church. But I think when we had Abby, we, we felt mm. we wanted to make sure she grew up in a local church, grew up, um, mm. yeah, not in a community mm. that changed all the mm. time. And uh and we had um, contemplated, you know, there's kind of that excitement of, okay, which church are we going to choose? And, you know, there's this and there's that. And, um, but actually choosing a church is quite hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I know, yeah, I think what's, yeah, we, uh, we didn't go to many. We had been to quite a few because you had spoken at many um, churches around the area. But I had come from a church of um, 1,500 people in Toronto, and um, and the Methodist circuit where you grew up was just very different, very different feel completely. Mm-hmm. And so I can remember attending CFM for the first time and it just feeling like family. Mm-hmm. It felt really, really familiar. And uh, even though it was obviously significantly smaller mm-hmm. than what I would have been used to, um, there was just a, a life and a, uh, an atmosphere that felt like mm-hmm. home to me. And, and to both of us, really. Mm-hmm. And so there was no actual decision to make when it came yeah. to which church to, mm-hmm. to start going to. And we're really thankful for that. So you made it all, mm-hmm. yeah, just very easy <laughs> to feel welcomed and a part of a family already. Um, at the beginning, we we're thinking, oh, maybe there's actually too many Ellershaws or too many Cape and Ray people that have <laughs> attended. So we were going to eliminate it. But actually, it's been quite nice. <laughs> um, it's been a, a real a real joy to have. Um, people that you already kind of knew mm-hmm. life with mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah and get to see on a Sunday morning as well mm. so that would be why CFM mm. why now yeah it's a it's a good question um and there's several there's several parts to the answer I think um hopefully it's okay to say but um in 2016 um, there was some discussion and dialogue going on um, between us and the leadership at CFM to explore the possibilities of of coming then, mm-hmm. um, and um, and they were they were quite um, significant conversations for mm-hmm. us. Um, but we um, we didn't really feel at that time that that was the right timing. Um, it was it wasn't an easy that wasn't an easy season for us actually. We were really unsure. Hmm. But we weren't we weren't convinced that was the right time. And Cape and Ray itself was heading through some some changes. Um, Mark Thomas was leaving, uh, principal was leaving, Rob as well, and uh, and we that sort of sealed the deal for us. Thought we couldn't couldn't go at that time as well, um, and so we said, well, we would we would want to see Cape and Ray through that transition, um, in, in uh, transition transition of leadership. Um, so, so that was a little bit of, of background. Um, back then as well, we were living kind of right in the center of, of Cape and Ray. We lived in the dining hall. Mm. Um, our, our lives were entirely filled with, I think it was just very hard to con- contemplate ever doing anything different, mm. um, quite mm. frankly. Um, fast forward the clock to the beginning of this year, and we'd, we'd moved to the, um, the house that we now live in, which um, very graciously we're able to live in, um, which is on the edge of the site. The, our eldest children, mm-hmm. Abby and Lucy, are both at school, and uh, our lives have fu- much more of a community. Um, we're in the community a lot more than what we were. And um, I, think, I think there's something significant in that. Um, yeah, we're in a different place. At the beginning of this year, um, Cape has a, a theme for each summer, for each um, for each year, which sort of like base our, our holidays around. And this year, 2020 was was vision, kind of thinking 2020 vision. Um, we didn't see this coming. 
uh, um, any any of 2020, but that that was a theme. And so from from the beginning of the year, we were praying. Heather and I were praying for vision, um, and I think we saw. I think we expected that to be a, a re envisioning of of our role at Cape and Ray, mm-hmm. but that was very very clearly and very intentionally our prayer. And then of course everything happened that did happen. So and um, there was lockdown. Um, students were sent home. Um, I was on furlough for. Um, about six weeks and um, yeah I think just all of those factors came together to give us time to to pause and reflect and um, and think and and just pull away from um, a a busy schedule and uh, it was in that time that we we talked to uh, we talked to CFM again and uh, and when John and Elspeth sort of ran the idea by us um, I think we both uh, fairly quickly, we were quite warm to it initially and, and we're thinking, yeah, I mean, we, we had time. It was um, it, obviously lockdown was a particularly difficult and stressful time across the board for, for everybody. And, and I don't say this lightly, but one of this, one of the side impacts, which was positive is that we had time. Mm. We, we prayed, we thought we were able to read a bit more. And it was in that in that climate that we thought, yeah, we think God is probably leading us in this way. And um, and then he, he the Lord com- confirmed that we believe um, mm. several times mm. uh, through through people actually. And mm. um, just to give one or two a- examples, um, just seen a well, yeah, I don't know what to say. I'm a, <laughs> yeah, to Sue. Yeah. Yeah. So I <laughs> just sorry. We're just going to mute our mics. But no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, it's not. It's not. Uh, it's not secretive. But um, in the midst of, of thinking about it, we talked to other people, and one of them was was Sue Gilmore, who I'm sure most know. And um, <clears throat> when we'd made the decision, she said that uh, in, even in the discussion, even before we'd discussed it, um, the Lord had, had told her that we were moving on, and, and she she had it written down in in her diary. And, and there was just um, that was that was one of uh, four or five instances where where people mm. had spoken mm. into into the situation without mm. knowing that even things were mm. happening. Mm. Um, and I think God's been very gracious, very mm. very gracious, and very kind because mm. there's um, we we really love Cape and Ray, and mm. uh, and I think it, I think it's probably taken something reasonably significant for us to consider or even be, be open to moving on. I think we were, we were just set in and it will be a challenge. It will be a, a challenge to go mm. as well as an excitement mm. to come. Mm. Um, and one we're, we're looking forward to and enjoy, and genuinely enjoying the adventure mm. um, and the, the newness, the freshness, the um, new opportunities to, to trust God in things mm. we've never done before, like find mm. accommodation and, um, mm. step into something new and mm. I think personally the older I've got the harder it is to do something mm-hmm. so um, mm-hmm. there's lots in this which is very exciting I feel mm. like I've wandered away from the question a bit there is there any follow-up Christy that I've no it's good it's, it's, yeah it's good uh, it, it's just helpful um, I guess um, some of us as leaders have been privileged to um, hear some of this stuff uh, but it's just wonderful you know for the rest of the folks to be able to um engage with that and have a bit of a sense of uh of that journey and uh yeah it's uh, it's obviously uh just uh it's my privilege and my joy to to be able to do this um if my gray hairs have increased over the last four years folks it's it's due to constantly begging them and manipulating them and you know it's been funny because at times Ian would say we'll we we'll walk together and say you know you know what 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 can I how can I support you what can I pray for you and I kept you know kept blackmailing him saying why don't you just come and join me <laughs> things along those lines but no we, we we genuinely trust in the sovereignty of God and in the timing of God and he gets things right and mm-hmm. there's nothing better than um, going with God's timing and God's agenda, it's just brilliant. So that's that's great. 
I'm very curious. Um, different people do this in a different way. So some people uh, love podcasts, some people love audiobooks, some people love books. But I'm just curious if you've read or heard anything recently that's really blessed you and encouraged you that you can share with us. Um, CFM YouTube channel. Brilliant. Absolutely <laughs> fantastic. Um, I occasionally listen to a podcast um, called Risen Motherhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think just probably because that's very much my my days and my world at the moment. And uh, there's some really just brilliant teaching and reminders of mm-hmm. um, where our identity is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can it can very easily get lost um, in the midst of the ins and outs and ups and downs of our day. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, yeah, the podcast is just really simple. And it just reminding us of, yeah. Um, raising motherhood really to to not just being a mom but being a child of god first mm-hmm. um, and so that's been a real blessing um in these days um yeah so is that a weekly podcast a monthly yeah there's, podcast? there's just loads yeah absolutely mm-hmm. okay yeah worth worth checking by people so yeah probably yeah. depending on what <laughs> where you're at but uh, that's right <laughs> for for me at the moment and um yeah, and for others, it's it's very helpful. Great. I'm always keen to hear recommendations for podcasts. Ian, what about you? Have you read anything, uh, listened to anything? Yeah, you know I can't read, Christy. Don't <laughs> um, pull that thread. Audio, um, audiobooks are fine. In, in older age, I'm finding myself listening to more audiobooks than reading, but that's fine. It's all right. Um, we were, we were mec- recommended a book by... Um, one of the students last year, anyway, I read it earlier this summer called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. He's a pastor in the States. And it's, um, it's, it's, um, it's a very easy book to read, mm. one of the appeals. Um, but he talks about um, some of the rhythms of, of life and just challenging um, how we operate mm-hmm. today. Um, so it, it really emphasizing things like we walk with God we're not running we're not um, rushed it's um, and just um, intentionally living really thinking through about um, how we use our time what we say yes and no to mm-hmm. um, and developing a, a vibrant inner life with the Lord Jesus mm-hmm. um, so I've really I really enjoyed that and and that was um, early it was early on in the summer but that mm-hmm. sent me on a on a little bit of a um, a journey reading books of a similar of a similar type so um, celebration of discipline mm-hmm. by Richard Foster mm-hmm. I'm just rereading at mm-hmm. the moment um, which I'm I'm just I'm really really enjoying it mm-hmm. really loving it um, I'm going through it with some other people at the moment who are not enjoying it so <laughs> you know, each, each to their own um, but um, yeah I <clears throat> Like I said, this year has been a good year to to kickstart mm-hmm. that that active um, mm-hmm. input into my life again by by reading. So I'm in, enjoying that. Mm. That's that's an absolutely fantastic one. Uh, I've I've read it a second time. It's probably one of those that you'll keep going uh, going back over. But particularly, I think it should be on the Christmas list, top of the list for particularly for workaholics. Um, or at the opposite end of the spectrum, probably people who are incredibly disorganized. I think both both extremes could probably benefit from it, but it's a, it's a very helpful book by John Mark Homer. That's great. Okay, we, we, we're coming to the, to the final question, and it's not a preacher's finally. It is the final question. Um, and it is a funny one. I, I always love this question. If you were living in an alternative universe, and you could choose a totally crazy different job or vocation than, you know, where you are right now. And by the way, this doesn't count, you know, against you. Um, What would you absolutely love to do if it'd be just a totally different um, scenario? Go crazy. Go crazy. Go crazy. Um... It's not really who we are, Christy. <laughs> <laughs> um, Very dull. 
I think I would be a ballerina. Wow. And I know that's probably ridiculous. Um, but I wow. think that's been, I, I didn't want to growing up, but I've always loved dancing when no one's watching. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, my our five-year-old daughter, Lucy, does the same. And I think seeing her um, do her version of ballet around the house, uh, yeah, I just mm -hmm. love that. putting on a bit of classical music and pretending that I'm... Mm -hmm performing on a stage which is very much unlike me um, but it's an alternative universe so it's okay it's fair it's fair you'll get a deformed feet and you know the starvation and everything the that goes on with it <laughs> yeah as you I can see i'm a real aficionado when it comes to ballet <laughs> i'm very knowledgeable i've um i've always loved classical music as well my dad we used we used to listen to classic fm toronto mm -hmm. version of it and mm -hmm. And so that I think just going to ballets growing up as well in the Nutcracker, I think that's in the back of my head as well. Funny story when Ian came to visit us for the first time, well, came to visit me in 2006. It was, he was literally just a little country boy in a big city. And I took him to the Nutcracker <laughs> at a beautiful performing arts um, in Toronto. I didn't know what was happening. And <laughs> it's a bit like cricket, isn't it? Very similar. The two are very similar. Honestly, I didn't. I didn't really know what was going on. <laughs> I'm not sure if you'd ever seen a ballet before. No, definitely hadn't. Uh, yeah, but it's good. That's fascinating. I like that. That's that's great. What about you? Oh, for Christy, I don't know what to say for this question. I know. I know. Okay, you, you tell us. That's even more I interesting. Think, well, actually, I don't know. you can disagree. Oh, okay. Um, but I think that you'd be <laughs> in a band as a bass player. Oh, really? <laughs> that would have to be a very alternative. <laughs> really? That'd have to be. Well, it's alternative universe. It's all right. You but... mean he's got he's got that face that's always looking very serious. Oh yeah. I'm, I would not insult, I'm not insulting all the bass player. I'm just talking about myself. No, uh, I, I, it's true. I do. I do. Uh, I would have always quite enjoyed. I would have wanted if I had any sort of musical ability whatsoever to play bass. I like the idea of being part of a successful band and just stood there, um, you know, occasionally tapping the guitar and looking miserable while <laughs> while raking the money in. There's something very appealing about that. So Heather, humor me even further here. You know, what what would this this alternative universe, what would Ian look like as a bass player? <laughs> oh, I think he looks like a bass player, doesn't he? Maybe but, grow the beard a little bit more. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I would yeah. also like to um I would like to be better. I would I wish I could be good at languages. Um, I've I've no skills at languages whatsoever. Sort of struggle to master English really, but um one of the things I've always would have liked to have done, we have lots of people from different countries at Cape and Ray, and I'm always amazed when people can go between one language mm. and the next mm. in two mm. languages. Mm. Um, so I would, um, yeah. Who wants to be like you, Christy? We, we can work, we, we can do some, uh, we, we can do our staff meetings in Romanian, that should be interesting, yeah. <laughs> You just have to use your gift of interpretation. <laughs> Hope for the best. Yeah. If not, of course, to be a professional cricket player and just go to places like New Zealand, Australia, West Indies. Now you're talking. There you go. That would be lovely. Or a not so alternative universe to um, to have a, a decent sized farm. That would be um, that would be great. <laughs> Sounds good. I can remember when Ian found out that my family was from the West Indies. He was uh, very excited. He said, oh, could we go? We can watch cricket. <laughs> I said, what? I don't know what cricket is. I thought if we could time it with the same time that England were there for yeah. a test, then that would be tremendous. One, yeah. of, one of his gifts was a West Indian cricket jersey, yeah. and I didn't know what it was. Wow. So. Four pounds on eBay, it was. <laughs> very impressive oh, well that's uh that's good that's been fascinating um and it's been uh, really encouraging um we, we've been going for uh, almost an hour so um i think you guys have had a, a good number of questions 
But I think it'd be really nice if we um, can get folks to just pray for you. Um, and particularly, I think it's coming up to this. Um, man, it's like, uh, you know, the end of the Brexit transition, man. This is really when <laughs> things are getting, gathering some speed. So it's a little bit the same kind of thing. It's just, you know, the change is becoming real. And I'm just aware of the, um, just the emotions involved. Um, with the students, with the current context of COVID um, challenges um, and and the change that is coming your way. So I think it'd be really great if we could have um, some folks um, praying for you guys. Everybody's muted, so um, it'd be nice if everybody unmutes themselves so if we're saying amen, we can hear each other. Um, otherwise, it's uh, keeping with the theme, it's cricket. Um, so... It, you're muted you need to unmute yourselves and it'd be just nice for some folks to to pray that'd be really lovely so everybody's on everybody's on that's good well let's pray together let's pray Thank you for the blessing of this couple. And thank mm. you for the path they've walked and um, the path we've walked with them, actually. Um, we've seen you glorified in this. We've seen your hand in this. And uh, that is so encouraging. Um, Father, we're aware that the transition, um, well, we're in the throes of the transition, but... Father, we thank you for a wonderful evening. We thank you for the way we've traced your hand at work in in heather's lives uh, we love the fact that you write our stories in such a unique way and so very often we can see your creativity your your wisdom your kindness at work in the way you've been leading us and the way you've in been inputting into our lives and we continue to pray for uh, the, the wonderful new chapter that you're opening up. And we, we pray for that sense of provision and for that sense of you being in charge, just as you've been until now, over the next step and then the next step and then the next step. We thank you that as we place our hand into your hand, we have the confidence. We, we don't know often what tomorrow holds, but we know the one who holds tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And that's the encouragement of our life is that if we have you, we have everything. Mm -hmm. So thank you for this evening. And I pray your blessing upon all of us in this week. I pray that we would radiate the, 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 the glorious hope that comes from the Lord Jesus being in our life. And I pray that we would also be able to impact the lives of all those around us. We thank you for everything in his name. Amen. Amen. Amen.